Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. This is the Grit and Barrett Podcast, a podcast devoted to the 11-time Carter Cup champion, the Hershey Bears. We talk Hershey Bears, the American Hockey League, and all the hockey news that matters to me. This is high energy, unfiltered, and at times unfocused hockey talk from a hack. And now, on with the show. Hello and welcome to the Grit and Barrett podcast. Friday face-off, everyone. Congratulations, hockey player. You made it to Friday. <laughs> uh, welcome to this this uh, Friday face-off that admittedly almost didn't happen, everyone, because I've been battling a stomach bug all week, and it sucks. I'm going to keep this short this week because, well, there's... Not a lot of Bears news to put out this week because we didn't have much news. This was, we played Sunday, we lost, and it was basically a week to kind of reload, relax, let's get guys, try to get healed and healthy, and let's just kind of relax and reload. I mean, the only news we got was news of today of Tariq Hammond, and Chris McGully got released from their PTOs, basically a forward and a defenseman. They will be sent back to South Carolina, and my God, they need it. I mean, seriously, go take a look at South Carolina's record. It's not pretty, but they've been playing with 11 forwards all season. So, th- that there hasn't been much on the Bears front. I'm, I'm sorry. But, oh, how wrong I was. How wrong was I, ladies and gentlemen? So much so that I had to splice a little something extra into this podcast literally Thursday night. As friends of the podcast, OS Dub would say, splicey, splicey. So, the Hershey Bears announced on Thursday afternoon that they are going to be bringing third jerseys back. And which third jerseys are they? You ask, oh, I'm glad you did ask. They are the cream thirds that were used, yeah, during the season from hell in 17, 18, and 18, and 19. But let's not talk about that, shall we? Let's not talk about that. These beautiful thirds are being brought back. Now, for those of you that don't know what these jerseys are, they are a cream off-white body, which on the chest has Hershey in cursive the player's number below it a uh, chocolate waist stripe that goes the whole way around chocolate arm striping chocolate shoulder yoke 
and chocolate lettering and numbers on the back. I love all of this that they are bringing back. Um, these jerseys have not been used because the the AHL went to a new style of uh, CCM quick light, they say, because it is a lighter fabric, it's a new design, it, it, it's technical jargon. So the Bears will be bringing this back on Tuesday, February 22nd with five exclusive, exclusive home dates that will be used. Oh, goody. I can't wait to see these. These will be February 22nd. All right. That's a Tuesday night against Wilkes-Barre, but okay. March 2nd. That's a teddy bear toss night, and that's a Wednesday. Okay. March 8th. That's that random Tuesday game. All right. March 23rd. Okay. I, I might be there for that one. That's the Wednesday night against the Phantoms. And April 24th, the last home game, which just might end up being Jersey off our backs night. Lovely. So, the only time they'll be wearing these is during weekday games. So, basically, these are weeknight alternate jerseys. Lovely. Um, my overall thoughts, yes, 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 yes to all of this. Because I've always loved these alternates. I love the retro throwback of these. They can be used as darks. Or they can be used as whites as well. It sort of gives a lighter color to the bears. So that way an opponent can opponent can still use their darks. Like when we're going up against Lehigh, they can they, they, they can wear their oranges whenever they come on out. They'll be fine. It's the freaking flyers. But anyway, anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself. I love these. I hope the Bears keep these around heading into next season. This is a heck of a lot better than the Capitals-themed alternate I've been hearing about the past two years. But just a little something I'm throw throwing in. New Bears alternates to make their debut on Tuesdays. So another thing, as you've noticed, happened this week is the Olympics have been going on this week. And last night, Team USA lost to Team Canada in the gold medal round. And I did not watch a single second. In fact, I barely watched any Olympics. And I'm sure you all are rolling your eyes. Oh, here we go. Someone who's not going to watch the Olympics because of political reasons. Nah, that's a, a slight reason. But I, I like the Winter Olympics more than the Summer. To me, the Summer Olympics have always been a party. It's a two-week party atmosphere in whatever city they're in. And they've been to some nice cities over the years. We've been to London. The Beijing in 08 was a lot of fun. Was a really nice setting. 2016 in Rio was one great big party. Um, but this year, it should have hap happened in Tokyo. But, haha, <laughs> COVID. And then they had it this past summer. To me, the Winter Olympics have been always a little bit more business because it's a little hard to party in a city where it's constantly 8 to 10 degrees and full of snow, unless you're a snowbird and you really like that time of year. So I've always enjoyed the Winter Olympics because of the hockey, and that's also a sports that me and, me and my mother, um, we have bonded over now she enjoys figure skating good on her and i one of my earliest memories with her was watching the 19 
I think it was 92 or 94 Winter Olympics in Lillehammer and watching the short program figure skating together. Now, keep in mind, boys and girls, this was when you ran Olympic highlights at night or they were tape delayed. There was no live. Can you hear my air quotes? Live. There was no streaming live. And that's kind of the bad thing about the Olympics is because, well, typically they're held eight to ten hours away from where we live here in the Americas, especially in the Eastern time zone where I live. I mean, sure, once every every decade or every cycle, we get lucky. We get ones that are within our time zone, like Rio. Rio's maybe half an hour to an hour off. So that can be done live right on the spot. Sometimes we also get lucky like in 2010. It was in Vancouver. That's only a couple hour, couple hours off. Plus, whenever the Winter Olympics are held in Canada, it is fantastic. It is absolutely fantastic. But this this year, it's just, it's felt off. Because of the location, I mean, it's there. Just because it's it's there. Um, and all the images that have come out and the stories, whether you want to believe them or not, it just casts this, this shadow upon it. And when you look at all these venues that are just empty, soulless husks of these buildings or structures that this local government or nation government have spent millions on and yet nobody's there, it just it completely takes away from it. And I know, I know, we're in the middle of a global pandemic. I know I've heard it all before. And yeah, it was just really bad timing that we had an Olympic cycle that comes about when this happened. It just, it takes away from the vibe because you want to see that that party, that crowds there. You know, I know we don't have thousands of flashbulbs going off anymore, but phones going off. You want to see that. Athletes playing up into that. It's just the, the soulless arenas, nobody there, the distancing, it just takes away from it. It really does. And even with the Winter Olympics this year with the whole, you know, the men's squad was sending amateurs over there or AHL castoffs went over. You know, not even AHL guys who had NHL contracts could go. Went to the Olympics this year. And the only ones that really did really send pros were the women's. And I just, I just didn't feel it. I really didn't. And it's just one of these Olympics where I'm like, well, I'm going to check out for this one and I'll catch the next cycle that comes around. And hopefully the next one we come around to, it'll be a little bit better. Where is the next one? The winner. Yeah, I know. Two years. We're going, well, we're going to Paris in 2024. 20, What's the next one? Italy? Ooh, Italia. That ought to be fun. Northern Italy. We'll see how that goes. But I did like how I listened on one sports uh, podcast, um, the Zabecast, whom I listened to quite a bit. He brought on this sports businessman who made a really good point that that maybe we're done trying to send these Winter Olympics to places that that are more warmer, considering a lot of these sites at in China had to artificially make snow. 
Yeah, that should have been a warning right there, but that's just me. You know, some of these places are a bit more nationally cold. Like, my own personal preference, I think Canada and USA should be in the mix for, for Winter Olympics. Europe, especially Northern and Eastern Europe. Yeah, Russia. I know not a lot of people are going to like it, but yeah, Russia should be in the mix as well. And I think I, I think Japan can work too. And there's one thing I've also been hearing rumblings that I think Tokyo is going to get a makeup for these these Olympics. Like I think they're going to be added into the next voting cycle and kind of a make good because as a fan of the Japanese animation that I am, the the mascotting and all the colors that could have been done in this would have been spectacular and still will be. But that's my own little hot take on the Olympics. That's just me. It just it just didn't really excite me as in years past. But before we get into the Friday face-off, everyone, Hoops fans, the latest offer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, is too good to pass up. I'm talking between the legs 360 windmill good, okay? Customers can bet $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can take a shot at a big payday. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Basketball Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total cash prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. Bet just $1 on any NBA team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. 21 or older minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for full list of requirement and state-specific responsible gambling gaming resources. Void where prohibited. Minimum $5 deposit. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Tennessee, call or text the TN Redline 1-800-889-9789. In Connecticut, call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467 Three six nine. Now, with all that done and out of the way, let's get to the Friday face-off. Mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. This is the Friday Face-Off here on the Grit and Barrett Podcast, where we preview Hershey Bears hockey, go around the American Hockey League, and find any other tidbits of the hockey world that I find interesting. It's time to grab some chocolate, lace up those skates, and grab your hockey bag. Maybe we'll stop at a Tim Hortons along the way. This is the Friday Face-Off on the Grit and Barrett Podcast. 
right, everyone. It's mid-February. It is time to buckle down and see where you stand in terms of either making a push to the playoff or whether your season is done. So we start and we go to Belleville, Ontario, Canada, as the Toronto Marlies take on the Belleville Sen Senators as Belleville at a frisky 500 taking on the Toronto Mar Marlies who are just trying to hang in a very tough North Division. 7 o'clock start there at CAA Arena. We go to Syracuse, New York as Le Rocket de Laval treble down south and a bit west to take on the Syracuse Crunch there at Oop State Medical University Arena. Syracuse barely at 500 themselves. Laval staying in that northern discussion. 7 o'clock start there in Syracuse. We go to Utica as the Rochester Americans take on the Utica Comets. There at ABC, Utica suffering a defeat against Toronto. What is going on with them? There at ABC, look to get back on track against the Amherst. 7 o'clock start there at ABC Center. And we go to the dunk as the Hershey Bears, my boys, travel due east up I-95 to take on the Providence Bruins. Hershey been struggling as of recently. Very road-weary to start the year in Providence. Just hanging around the playoff picture. 7.05 start there at the dunk. Now, and we go to five games? Only five games? Uh, okay. 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 All right. All right. I'm cool. I'm cool. I'm cool. All right. Okay, so obviously, we have the mandatory pick of Hershey versus Providence. Hold on, everyone. Hold on. All right, so Hershey versus Providence on a Friday. This is easy. I'm taking Providence. As I said before, fans, prove me wrong, Hershey. Prove me wrong. Not from what I've seen on this team on the road as of recently. So we go to the mandatory pick, which is Rochester versus Utica. Duh, I am taking Utica. Sure, they lost on, on Wednesday, but hey, can't win them all, as they say. Utica has been money for me, so I'm going to keep going to keep going to that ATM until it stops spit, spitting out money. So either Laval versus Syracuse or Toronto versus Belleville. Uh, oof -da. Uh, <laughs> I'll take, I'll go with Toronto on the road, because why not? All right, we go to Saturday, and we go to Coca-Cola Coliseum, the arena formerly known as Rico Suave Coliseum, as the Toronto Marlies will take on the Belleville Senators, the rematch, four o'clock start there at Coca-Cola Coliseum. We go down to Mr. Bojangles Coliseum as the Cleveland Monsters will take on the suddenly surging Charlotte Checkers, question mark? As my one buddy has said, the Charlotte Checkers have entered the chat. Six o'clock start there at Mr. Bojangles Coliseum. We go to the arena in the shadow of a mountain as the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Baby Penguins, who are very meh this year, take 
welcome the Springfield Thunderboids with now a brand new James Neal in their lineup. Lovely stuff. Take on the Springfield Thunderbirds. 6.05 start there at the Casino Dome. We go to Webster Bank Arena as Hershey takes on Bridgeport. Ugh, Islanders. 7 o'clock start there at Webster Bank Arena. The always frisky Bridgeport Islanders. We go to Grand Rapids, Michigan as at Van Andrel Arena as the Rockford Ice Hogs travel to take on the Grand Rapids Griffins. 7 o'clock start there in Michigan. We go to the XL Center in a juicy little matchup as the Providence Bruins travel west on I-95 to take on the Providence Bruins. Watch your keys and watch your wallets. 7 o'clock start there in Hartford, Connecticut. We go to Oop State Medical University Arena as the Rochester Americans and the Syracuse Crunch get their rivalry going once again. Always fun when these two teams go at it. 7 o'clock start there at Oop State Medical University Arena. We go to the Electrodrome as the Utica Comets travel down I-81 to take on the Lehigh Valley Phantoms. The Phantoms trying to climb back into the race and Utica the, Red, the new Red Army continuing their path of destruction. 7.05-ish start there at the Electrodrome. We go to the Allstate Arena in Rosemont, Illinois, as the Chicago Wolves welcome the Iowa Wild, who climbed back above 500 as of recently, into town. 7 o'clock start there at Allstate Arena. We go down to Texas as the San Jose Barracuda travel out of Big Brother's condo to take on the Texas Stars in a very luck matchup. The San Jose Barracuda, 14-26-1 on the season. How'd they ever win 14? It's a miracle. 7 o'clock start there in Cedar Park, Texas. We go due west. We go to Arizona as the Tucson Roadrunners will welcome the Henderson Silver Knights into town. 7 o'clock start there at the Tucson Convention Center Arena. We head north as Colorado welcomes the Abbotsford Canucks into town. 7.05 start there at Budweiser Event Center. Both of these teams trying to hang on in a very strong, specific division. We go to Bakersfield, California, Mechanics Bank Arena, as the Stockton Heat travel to take on the Bakersfield Condors. Stockton, one of the best teams in all the land, and Bakersfield, you'd think with the Oilers' farm system, they'd be a little bit better. I mean, 2011-4-3 is nice, but mm, eh, you could always be better. 7 o'clock start there in Bakersfield, California. And lastly, we go to Pechanga Arena in San Diego as the San Diego Gulls welcome the Ontario Reign, the Kings Farm Club. Very good squad into town. 7 o'clock start there in San Diego. Boy, that was a lot. All right, let me just uh, bring this up here. All right, Saturday... Hershey versus Bridgeport. I'm going to go with Bridgeport again. We've always had trouble there at Webster Bank Arena. Always. I know I've been there a few times. San Jose versus Texas. Oofta. I'm taking Texas. This is an ugly matchup I want no part of. Um, my team already plays that day, so that doesn't count. Um, the anyone? Uh, let's see here. You know what? I'm going to take... Sh no. No, that hasn't worked. It's Cleveland, though. Cleveland. No. They've worked with you before. I'm going to take Toronto again. 
the early games have always worked for me. And uh, Charlotte, Charlotte's always been like 500 at home in these weekend sets. And it's hard to tell which one typically comes home. So we go to Sunday. No Lord football and wrapping up at the Olympics. Should be. As the we get the rematch at Mr. Bojangles Coliseum as the Cleveland Monsters will take on the Charlotte Checkers. One o'clock start there at Mr. Bojangles Coliseum. We go to Webster Bank Arena as the Hartford Wolfpack will travel due west on I-95 to take on the Bridgeport Islanders. An interesting matchup. Always good interstate rivals between these two. Three o'clock start there at Webster Bank Arena. We go due north of the border to Canada Life Centre as the Milwaukee Admirals take on the Manitoba Moose. Love the Blue Moose. Love that Blue Moose. Two o'clock start there in Winni- Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. We go back to the PPL Center as the Springfield Thunderboys will travel due south, kind of, to take on the Lehigh Valley Phantoms. 3 o'clock start there at the Electrodrome. We go back on I-95 and due east as the Hershey Bears will take on their rematch against the Providence Bruins. 3.05 start there at the Dunk. We go to Blue Cross Arena as Laval, ooh, very busy this weekend for them, take on the Rochester Americans. 3 o'clock start there at Blue Cross Arena. We, we go to the rematch at Allstate Arena between the Iowa Wild and the Chicago Wolves. Three o'clock start there at All-Start Allstate Arena. We get we get the return rematch as the Grand Rapids Griffins will travel to the <clears throat> excuse me, BMO Harris Bank Center to take on the Rockford Ice Hogs. Four o'clock start there at BMO Harris Bank Center. We get another rematch between the Abbotsford Canucks and and the Colorado Eagles. The Eagles, again, trying to stay in that Pacific Division as also with the new team in the Abbotsford Canucks. Three o'clock start there at Budweiser Events Center. We go to another return rematch as the San Diego Gulls will travel due north on I-5 to take on the Ontario Reign. Three o'clock start at the Toyota Arena. We have a Texas two-step rematch between the San Jose Barracuda. I know there's a lot of uh, two game sets between these teams. That's just how it works this time of year. As the San Jose Barracuda take on the Texas Stars at HEB Center at Cedar Park. We go back to the Tucson Convention Center as the Henderson Silver Knights get their rematch against the Tucson Roadrunners. Four o'clock start at Tucson Convention Center. And lastly, Stockton Arena as the Bakersfield Condors return the favor against the Stockton Heat. 5 o'clock start there at Stockton Arena. Oofta. All right. Bears versus Providence. I'm going to take Providence, but I would not be surprised if Hershey pulls this out. I would not be surprised at all. Uh, We go to Rockford. Rockford and Grand Rapids. I will take Rockford in this one. Um... I will take, well, since my team plays on Sunday, Hartford and Bridgeport, that's in, that's in Bridgeport per se, Uh, the hell, I'll take Bridgeport, I should know better, I really should, and the anyone 
for Sunday. Da, 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 da. I am going to take Springfield over Lehigh. I should probably know better. I probably should. But that's one I'm going to take. So that's it. Those those are my picks, and that's a rundown of a very busy Saturday and Sunday in the American Hockey League. So thank you for listening to this edition of the Friday Face-Off, everyone. A little short, but that's just how the weeks end up sometime. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Spread this all around the internet. And don't worry, we'll still have some more good content as we head into March and the last two months of the season. Where does the time go? So, everyone... I'll catch you Monday as we recap all this weekend's action. My name's Richard Blosser, and above all else, go Bears! We'll see you next time. Thank you for downloading this episode of the Grit and Barrett podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you are currently listening to. If you are listening on Apple or Google, please leave us a five-star review as it appeases our algorithm overlords. If you enjoyed this podcast, please check out the Hockey Podcast Network, where there is a podcast for each and every NHL team. We also cover the American Hockey League. They have a podcast about college hockey and all the ins and outs of the hockey world. If you wish to know more about our parent club, please check out the official Caps Chirps podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network as they cover all things Washington Capitals. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Grit and Barrett P1 on Twitter. That's at Grit and Barrett P1 on Twitter. This podcast is dedicated to the memory of Patricia Blosser, who passed away on December 5th, 2020 to dementia and COVID. The show is also dedicated to all of the Hershey Bears friends, fans, and family who lost their lives to cancer. Cancer sucks. Thank you once again for listening to the Grit and Barrett podcast and go Bears. Go Bears.